This is an ABC podcast. Hello, I'm Nidge. Welcome back to the Imaginarium. This is the place where all your amazing questions arrive and I get to read every single one and work out how to answer them. Questions about science or space, forests or oceans, bugs or the body. Gee, you've been busy questioning everything. So I've been keeping them organised in this filing cabinet. I've been popping insect questions up here. How do bees make honey? That was a fun one. There are tons in here. How do spiders stick to walls? Do caterpillars always turn into butterflies? How do grasshoppers jump so high? Oh, and down here we've got all the questions about the ocean. Ooh, watch your toes. But this is the drawer I wanted to open today. We've been sent a lot of questions about the weather. So today I thought we could try our best to answer not just one weather question, but as many as possible. Let's see here. Can't get it open. Stuck. Oh no, the questions about snow must have frozen it shut. Good thing Nate Byrne is on his way. Nate is a meteorologist. That's the weather expert. Maybe he can give me a hand. Dr. Nidge, your meteorologist has arrived. Good timing. Hey, Nate. Hey, Nidge. Thanks for coming to the Imaginarium. We have lots of weather questions to ask you, but they're all frozen shut in this drawer. Hmm. Maybe if we work together, we could get it open. All right, are you ready? One, two, three. Bull! There are some wild weather questions in here. I want to know how is the wind made? Hmm, wind. Well, this might not make sense at first, but wind is actually made by the sun. What? Yeah, every day the sun shines down on us. Even on a cloudy day, the sun is still shining. And as it beams down, it heats up the ground. If you've ever run around barefoot in summer, you'll know the ground can get pretty hot. Oh, yeah. Ouch. So, once the ground is warmed up, the air above the ground gets warmed up too. Once the air gets hot enough, it starts to rise up higher and higher into the sky. Oh, is that what wind is? Hot air rising up from the ground? Not quite. The hot air rises up and moves towards the sky, but what happens then is there's a space left behind. Now all the air around that empty spot that's left rushes in to fill the space up. And that is wind. But it can get really windy on cold days, like in winter. How is the wind made then? Well, even when it's cold, air that's just a little bit warmer still rises. So even if it's super freezing cold in one spot, if there's somewhere next to it that's just a tiny bit warmer, but still really cold, that'd be enough to make wind. Also, remember, wind can travel long distances, so it could move from a hot place to a cold place. Like how far? Really, really, really far. Like from the South Pole all the way up into the middle of Australia, or from Australia all the way over to New Zealand. (laughs) That's pretty far. Quick, grab a question. Ah, Here's two. Why are there seasons with different weather? 
My name's Mona, and I want to know why are the days in winter very short? Oh, good one. And you know what? Both of those questions have the exact same answer. What do you mean? It's all about the way the Earth spins. If you imagine our big blue planet as a giant ball in space, we can think of that ball as having two parts, the top and the bottom, with a line in between those two parts that's called the equator. The top half is called the Northern Hemisphere. And the bottom half is the Southern Hemisphere. That's where Australia is. Exactly. Now, the Earth doesn't sit still in space. It loops around the sun. But it doesn't do it perfectly straight. The Earth's tilted to the side just a little bit. So it means that for half of the year, the northern hemisphere, the top half, is tipped towards the sun. So it gets more light and heat. So the days are longer and the weather's warmer. Summer. Exactly. And when that happens, the bottom half of the world, the southern hemisphere, is tilted away from the sun. So we get less light and less heat. That means shorter days and cool weather in winter. And then for the other half of the year, it's the opposite, because the Earth is on the other side of the sun. So we get shorter, colder winter days when the Northern Hemisphere has its turn for summer. That's it. Ah, here's another question. Why are clouds in the sky? Why are clouds in the sky? Oh, I love clouds. They can look like so many different things. Let's take the roof off and do some cloud watching now. You can take the roof off this lab? Yeah, it's the Imaginarium. We can imagine anything in here. <laughs> of course. Whoa, what a view. Check out all that sky. And all those clouds. We've learnt about clouds with you before. Can you remind us how are clouds made? Right. So, if you take all of the air around you right now, it's clear and colourless, right? You can't see air, but if you move and shake your hands around, you can feel it. Oh, yeah. Well, this air might feel dry, but it's actually full of water. It's so small you can't see it with your eyes and it doesn't feel wet. But if you were to take some of this invisible air from down here and push it high into the sky, the invisible water changes and it turns into teeny tiny drops of water. When you have lots and lots of drops of water grouped together in the sky, they form clouds. They look white, but up close, they're mostly just water. Wow, but they look so light and fluffy, not wet at all. They might look light and fluffy, but all that water means clouds are actually incredibly heavy. Even the littlest cloud would be heavier than an elephant. Actually, more like a hundred elephants. A hundred elephants? Hey, that cloud even looks like an elephant. <laughs> oh, sun's gone behind it and it's gotten all dark. That reminds me of another question that was sent in. Hang on a tick. Ah, found it. Well, the sun's always there. It's sometimes just hiding from us. It could be behind some thick clouds, like right now, or hiding behind a big building. But the sun is still there. If you get above all of those tall buildings and even higher than the clouds, like when you fly in an aeroplane, then it's always sunny during the daytime. What about at nighttime? 
well then the sun is shining on the other side of the world. So when it's night time here, the light is blocked by the ground under your feet. Now that's a cool way of thinking about it. I reckon we have time for one more question. Uh, only one more? All right, all right, two. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Finn, I'm five years old, and I want to know why the sky is blue. Oh, that's a good one. Hello, my name is James. I want to know why does the sky change colour? Well, this might sound a little funny, but all those beautiful pinks and reds and oranges that fill the sky at sunrise and sunset are always there. In fact, sunlight is made up of all of the colours of the rainbow. We just can't see them. That's because of something called scattering. And you know what? This is not only a weather thing, it's a physics thing. And I'm a physicist. Do I get to answer this one? Check it away, Dr Nidge. You might already know that we breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. But there's something else mixed in. It's called nitrogen. Our bodies don't use it, so when we breathe it in, we simply breathe it out again. Nitrogen makes up most of the air here on Earth. When the sun shines on the little bits of nitrogen, they scatter all the different colours of sunlight. But nitrogen is better at scattering blue light than orangey-pink light. So that's why the sky is blue in the daytime. That's right. At sunset or sunrise, the sun isn't shining straight onto us from above. It's coming in sideways, across the horizon. So at these times, we get to see sunlight that has had all of the blue light scattered away. And what gets left behind are the lovely reds, oranges and pinks. Uh-oh. Will you come back soon if we have more weather questions? Oh, I'd love to. Now, come on, let's get out of this rain. 